evil, disgusting, unethical, and it just goes to show, like, this is what happens if you don't have that back and if you don't have that foundation, if you can't view, if you just view human life as just people, just not even people, just meat sacks, blah, blah, blah. They're just, we're just here coincidentally. So let's just do what we can while we're here. This is the natural progression. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy! Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory, and we, me, you, are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Happy Saturday is when you're going to see this. I'm recording this actually Friday morning um, before I am going to, well, I mean, by the time you see this, you'll know. I um, had the pleasure to um, assist live action at their table at the Black Conservatives um, Gala this weekend. Uh, well, Friday, Saturday. And I'm very excited for that. So um, things just didn't work out to record during the week. And then, you know, we always get an episode out every Saturday. So I'm recording Friday morning. Um, as you can see, my hair is done. And praying that it'll stay cute and curly like this um, for the rest of the day. The thing is, like, I don't know if any other... Like, I don't understand, I don't know if, like, other races have this problem, but, like, as a black woman, if I sweat too much, poof, like, it'll, it, it's bad. Like, I'm going to have to, so last night, this is how much I care um, about my hair and appearance. Last night, I slept uh, with my face down. Well, I tried to. Occasionally, as you can see, like, some of the curls kind of fell a little bit here. So occasionally, I do like that. But, like, my face is mainly down because I wanted to at least keep it, like, as curly for as long as possible. Um, and then, like, when, like, I literally woke up, got out of bed to record this real quick before I took my shower and all that stuff. When I take my shower, it's going to be cold. I'm not going to be hot. It's going to be cold, which also here is good for you. So that's positive. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, this is what you got to do as a girl. Sometimes you just got to sacrifice. She, um, when she was doing my hair last night, it like burned a little bit and she was like, oh, I'm sorry. You're always so patient. And I'm like, yeah. I care about this. So, you know, if I got tears running down my face, um, so when you, so like for black hair, for those that don't know, gets wet, curly, afro, bushy kind of, if you're, depending on your curl pattern, but mine's pretty bushy or whatever. So when she, to get it like this, you have to comb it and then blow dry it, then straighten it and then curl it. So sometimes at the comb, slash blow dry it could be a little it, it can hurt a little and um she she was like yeah I know that you're not like super tender headed and I'm like yeah I mean sometimes it does hurt but like even if tears are streaming down my face I mean as long as I look good later I'll take it like that's okay keep going if you got if tears have to stream down my face but it turns out really nice like that's okay with me but that's just me I know I'm a beauty over comfort girl I know that a lot of people don't feel that way um but your girl does so anyway that's what I'm doing by the time you see this the event would have happened and I will keep you guys posted on everything on those are or I guess can't keep you posted you will see everything um for those on those other girls podcast um Instagram page and maybe I might do a little bit of something for Patreon um so yeah, so welcome, happy Saturday. I want to do a few announcements and we got to get right into the stories. There's a, like 
a lot has happened this week, but we're only really going to um, touch three things. And then hopefully next week we'll have a co-host so that we can touch even more. Okay. So the first thing uh, is a couple announcements. I want to remind everyone like this is a podcast where we're talking about pop culture and life from the Christian conservative perspective. Um, but everyone is welcome to listen to this, whether you identify as Christian conservative or not. As a matter of fact, there's been people who have reached out and said they don't identify as Christian or conservative, but they enjoy the show. So I want you to know that you are welcome to listen. You are welcome to ask questions. Reach out to me, email me, anything like that that you need to do. Um, I'm more than willing to answer questions and whatnot. Um, oh, Patreon. I'm really excited. Um, we're doing so much more this year. There was already a mid a tea time. I'll say it's a m- afternoon tea time. There's already an afternoon tea time for the month that's up. We're going to do some more things. And um, for those that don't know, we are having a tea a literal tea. We are getting, we are gathering together, dressing really cute and feminine and girly, and we're having an actual tea time. And, um, yeah. So I'm just excited, um, for you guys to come. Um, let me think what else. So the Patreon, they, had access to get their tickets um, on Wednesday. By the time you hear this, it'll be open and available for everybody. But um, Patreon had access, and they were able to get their tickets for free. Yes, you heard that right, for free. Um, So if you get your tickets now, um, tickets are just $5. Um, And then when you get there, you can choose between... um, So on the ticket, there's an uh, you have a choice of like the type of tea experience you want. You get to choose between decide on the ticket because she wants to know ahead of time so she knows how much to prepare. And then you just pay for your tea experience there. Um, but you're just $5 to come to the event. Um, and it's going to be worth it. We're going to have, um, cute merch for you guys. We're going to have some sponsors. We're going to have giveaways and Not only are we going to sit and have tea and have conversation, the theme I'll announce later. Um, We're also going to do a mini, mini tea cap. So um, we'll read a story and then we'll discuss it as a group. And I think that'll just be fun because I'm sure those of you listening kind of do that at home. And it'll be cool to do that like in person. So I'm really excited. It's going to be in Lynchburg, Virginia at the Plow Tea Room. I will link all the information. If you go to our Instagram, if you go to the website, it has all the information you need about going to the tea. I'm very, very excited. Spaces are limited. The max we can have is 30 women and we've already sold some tickets. So go ahead and get your ticket now. You want to get your ticket as early as possible. Um, and it's going to be worth it. 110% worth it. I, like I said, I'm just so excited for this. It's our first ever annual tea. This is going to go down in history. We're going to have such a great time. We're going to have discussions. You're going to meet people. You're going to dress up. You're going to take pictures. I mean, think about the pictures, lady. Think, think about the pictures and it's going to be tea. And like one of the options, let me see if I can pull it up really quick. Like it's like tea and like, um, pastries and it's like British tea so we're gonna have such a great time um but like I said Patreon they get to go for free um everyone else is just five dollars um so yeah and oh lastly merch is available and we're gonna be rolling out spring merch soon so you're not going to want to miss it so make sure you go to those are the girls.com slash merch Oh, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash those are the girls. And the Patreon link is everywhere. Okay. Um, I guess that's it for the main, for the announcements. Let's really get into the teacup. Here we go. Clink. I hope everyone is watching while you drink your Saturday's R for weekly teacups mug. Okay, so this episode is brought to you by the sponsors, though. Those are the girls. Well, I mean, our merch store does sponsor it. Um, The Pink Rose, Culture of Life 1972, Garnu, American Women Beauty, and Little Little Co. Living in the Light Co. 
They are some of the sponsors and we have links everywhere to use their discount codes. We love all the owners and everything um, associated with these brands. So first thing I want to talk about is Super Bowl. Um, Super Bowl, I, as you guys know, I am a go, go sports girly, could not care less about sports. Um, really could not care less about the Super Bowl. Let me tell you what I did. My friend had a Super Bowl party, went to his house, um, and watch, stayed to, <laughs> to watch Rihanna. And then I was like, I can't leave just yet. I mean, it was 30 minutes away. I'll say that too. Like who wants to be, you know, driving 30 minutes away at the very end of the game. So, and you don't have to work the next day. So <laughs> the Super Bowl, so the half show, ha- halftime show happens. Okay, I'm gonna wait 10 minutes and then I'm gonna leave. I still waited 10 minutes because I'm like, oh, they're not gonna figure it out. I still waited 10 minutes and it was like, you're leaving now? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, I gotta get home. And like, because of the cons, because it's over, the halftime show is over. I was like, no, no, I genuinely care about this sport that has nothing to do with me. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so that was funny that they picked up on that, but I just, you know, I just don't really care. I am, um, and I will say, I do enjoy when a game is close. So there were moments where I was like, ooh, this is interesting. Oh, it's this team scores and this team scores. Because that's how it felt. I was like, literally, it was like, and I guess that's how it should be. That's like how a real football game is played. So I've seen it where like I've been to football games. So like for example, I also want to say this. Like if I were someone were to invite me on a date to like our team is the Panthers in uh, North Carolina to a Panthers game, I would go and I probably would enjoy myself a little. Like I'd enjoy myself because like I do like the actual being there in the atmosphere because everybody's really excited and I'm an extrovert. So seeing everybody happy and excited, seeing people get into it, that's fun me not the actual like sport um and i found out that there's sometimes you can get two points i thought it was either six or one so no seven or one is it six anyway i found out that sometimes you can get two points so that was news for me so like um anyway so the actual game it really so i've seen games where it's like one team has the ball and then they score and then the other team has the ball and the the other team gets the ball again and then they score and then the other team gets the ball then the other team gets the ball again and then they score and like that's kind of boring but it really was one team had the ball and scored the other team had the ball and scored one team had the ball and scored the other team had the ball and scored which i think is how it's supposed to be played so that was really that was fun i'll give i'll give the sportsy people that that was fun that was interesting also Obviously, I cared about the whole like brother and brother aspect and the mom. She's so cute. She had the jersey with both and the shoes with both. I absolutely love that. I'm sure some brand gave that to her. Absolutely love that. That was so cute. And then the one guy, I was kind of hoping he would win because how cool would that be if his wife gave birth? Like not on the field, but like obviously, well, she had her um, OBGY in there. So, or her doula whoever whoever she has she had a medical person there in case she did give birth so how i'm sure they had like a a medical area like there just in case that would have been so cool if she had like he had won and then they said i think his name is jason uh mr kelsey i know his last name is kelsey mr kelsey your wife is in labor so he's like and then you know he runs like what a great day that would have been for him that's not at all how it happened but that would have been nice um so yeah, so that was Super Bowl. Commercials were okay. Um, the He Gets Us campaign is getting a lot of um, discussion amongst the Christians. I don't necessarily have a strong opinion either way. Um, I'll be honest. I think that it's great for um, us to talk about Christ and for us to get the message out. Um, and I will say, I'm like, oh, but it's important to also make sure we're talking about Jesus of the Bible. So I go back and forth. I don't know enough to give like my full blown opinion. Um, but there's been so many people who've done podcasts on it. Some people who've written articles about it. So many discussions in like various Facebook groups I'm in. Um, some that aren't even really Christian have been discussing it. So you guys can make your own decision. Like I said, I, I'm not quite sure where I stand. Um, and that, honestly, since we're on the topic of like, not sure where I stand about Christian versus non-Christian. That's the same way I feel about the chosen. Um, 
you know, I've heard a lot of compelling arguments about how the chosen is this not biblical. It's not really good information. We shouldn't be sitting here promoting. It. And I've also heard good arguments about like, well, it's getting people like the goal is to get people to listen, or I'm sorry, the goal is to get people to read their Bibles and to be more uh, interested in Jesus's life so that they can actually have a full on conversion. Um, and I've heard both I've heard both sides and they both seem compelling. I just haven't decided to make up my mind yet on where I stand. And um, let's normalize that. You don't always have to have a strong opinion about everything. Uh, and I'll be honest, I used to think you did. And I used to do that. And I'm trying really hard not to be like that. I'm also trying really hard not to be um, one of those people that's like critical of everything. And I can feel myself becoming that. So I'm trying hard not to do that. But then there's sometimes I have to say something like if, um, you know, something happens or gets out, I got to say something. But you don't have to every single time. So um, there was that commercial. I love the commercial with uh, the Clues commercial. Um, honestly, these commercials did not hit like they did before. Also, too, I was at a Super Bowl party with a lot of guys, and they really didn't care about the commercials, so people were really using that time to chit-chat, whereas, like, I was low-key there for the concert and for that, but whatever. Um, and then I'm trying to think if there were any other commercials that really stood out to me. I will say I'm not even a super big dog person, but the commercial where, like, you see the dog grow up with her. I thought they were going to kill the dog, first of all. But then I was like, no, they probably shouldn't do that. Um, that would be like ultimate getting everybody to cry. But I thought that was a sweet commercial. And I was wondering, I was like, hmm, what is this advertising? Hmm. But it was it was sweet. Okay. Uh, oh, the Rihanna concert. Fantastic. I love that she kept her clothes on. Um, the... And, I mean, let's take two seconds to acknowledge she was pregnant. That is crazy. I wasn't sure if she was pregnant or if that was postpartum. Not everybody bounces back right away, and that's okay. Um, you know, so I was like, I'm not sure if that. So I was under the, I just was like, that's just postpartum. She still looks great. I mean, you know, she's still beautiful. And then I waited for, like, her confirmation, whether to acknowledge that she was pregnant. I did see a lot of people just assuming she was pregnant. And I was like, ooh. And um, I'm going to say this. There was a guy at the party who was like, wow, she's, he said something along the lines of, wow, she's fat. You would think she would have worked hard because this is such an amazing opportunity. Does she not practice? Because you, you'll lose weight if you're pregnant. Something like that. And I was like, do you? Do you understand, like, not everybody bounces back? Like, the little movies and stuff you watch, like, that's not real life. And just, you know, thinking about his future wife, I'm like, yikes, unless he has a huge heart change. Like, I hope she's one of those ladies that bounces back really quick because it sounds like he wouldn't have it. But anyway, I digress. Um, And it was the Chiefs that won. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Um, congratulations to you guys, because I know you're certainly listening. Um, hope you enjoy Disney World. <laughs> just joking. They definitely are not listening. Um, okay. So I just want to do that quick simple discussion, because obviously we all watched it, whether it was um, for the halftime show or if it was just for... Um, if it was just for the game. Also, I saw some statistics. It was like, um, let, I, let me look it up really quick. The first song, um, B Word, Better Have My Money, which is such a fun song. Um, let me find uh, B Word, Spotify. Going to the Instagram. Da -da 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 -da. Um, cause they posted about it that on Sunday from 11 PM to midnight, there were more than 2,600% increase in the U S stream of that money of that song. That doesn't make sense. Let me say this again, 2,600% increase in people who are listening to B word better have my money. Um, 1,400% increase of 
in the U.S., Streams of Diamonds. And Rude Boy got 1,170% increase in U.S. streams. And We Found Love got 1,160% increase in the U.S. streams. Now, that is crazy. And that is why, I don't know if you guys know this. I found this out. Um, They are, um, so you don't get paid to do the uh, halftime show. What you, you actually put your money into it. And in doing that, you're doing it really for, um, you're doing it for, for that for those increases. I mean, this is the biggest event on television in the during the whole year. So you're doing it for that. And I saw some people who were like, oh, see, people, uh, Rihanna did that for free, but y'all won't post this thing for exposure, something like that. And it's like, not only is she already a billionaire, this is, I mean, the amount of exposure you would get in the Super Bowl is not even a quarter of what you could probably get from like posting a picture on Instagram. That's the weirdest equivalency people have ever made. So that's dumb. I just want to point that out. So if you've been saying that, I'm sorry, that's like not smart. That's not a good, that's not a good comparison. You could quite possibly be smart, but that statement is not. Okay. So that's that on that. I hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of uh, information about the Super Bowl. Next article. This one is brought to you by Variety. Um, Army Hammer. Oh, I'm about, so trigger warning. So if you, this is going to be a little bit about sexual abuse. Um, so if you do not want to listen to that, completely understandable, you can fast forward because um, the next episode is about sex, but not sexual abuse. Um I'm sorry, the next article. So you can fast forward a little bit, but trigger warning. So if you don't want to hear this, that's perfectly fine. That is okay. Just fast forward a little bit. And then we have more interesting articles. Okay, so Army Hammer says he was sexually abused by youth pastor at 13, contemplated suicide after rape allegations. Two years after he faced a series of sexual abuse allegations in his career as a movie star, Army Hammer is attempting to tell his side of the story. In a new interview, he revealed that he contemplated suicide after his downfall and claims he was sexually abused by a youth pastor at 13. Hammer, who was a subject of LAPD investigation after being accused of rape, denies all criminal wrongdoing, but admits to being emotionally abusive toward former partners he had met on the internet. The actor, who was accused of having cannibalistic fetishes, now says that his interest in BDSM originates from being sexually abused by his youth pastor when he was 13 years old. Quote, what that did for me is it introduced sexuality into my life in a way that was completely out of my control. I was powerless in the situation. I had no agency in the situation. Sexuality was introduced to me in a scary way where I had no control. My interest then went to, I want to have control in the situation sexually, end quote. Um, first of all, I want to say that is horrible that a youth pastor, first of all, the fact that it was a youth pastor, someone who is Christian, someone who they were entrusted with, um, youth with young, young children, you know, 13 years old, that's, that's pretty young, in my opinion, I think that's young to even be thinking about sex, at 13, it never even crossed my mind, um, did I like boys, absolutely, but sex, oh, no, 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 um, 13 is really young, so that's awful, and someone using the name of, um, of God to commit that, (laughs) yikes, I really, I mean, I pray for that person's soul, because if you don't get, you don't get that right before you, I mean, the Bible literally says, actually, let me read it because God really does care. Um, it's better to have a noose around your neck. That is the verse. Um, noose, noose around your neck. Noose around your neck. Okay. 
All right, so when I type that in, that is the lyrics to Cave, and even though um, by Mumford and Sons, even though that's a great song, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, oh, goodness. I know it's in... Okay. Um, let's read it from Luke, because that is to the Gentiles. That book was written to the Gentiles, which is us. We're Gentiles. We're not, um, well, some of us, some of you listening could be actual, um, Jewish people, but I am not. And I, I would bet most of us aren't. So Luke 17, two, it says it will be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should cause one of this little ones to sin. Now. Once you have sinned and your heart has changed, I want to add this. Once your heart has changed, you have repented, then God forgives it. What people think Christians believe, what people do, and some Christians I'm sure do believe this, but what people, the false idea of repentance and sin is I do this sin, God forgive me. Or right before, God forgive me. <laughs> and then you keep doing the sin. Actually, that's not repentance. Um, your heart tells what's repentant. And if you really are committing a sin intentionally without being repentant, yikes. And if he has not repented, whoever that youth pastor was, I mean, <laughs> let me read. It is better for him to have a millstone hung around his neck and be cast into the sea for making the little one stumble. This is what God is saying. I mean, this is what the Bible, (laughs) it's not me. So that's what I want to discuss. That's what I wanted to say. Like first, second, I want to say, well, the real reason why I picked this story and I really wanted to talk about it is you know, I don't really know who Army Hammer is. I do remember the cannibal thing and like the rape allegations. I don't remember people discussing that, but I can't name a single movie he's been in. Um, and I guess I could have looked it up, but I didn't. So I don't really have like a foot in the race. Like I, I'm not defending or not defending him. Um, but I think it's really important for us to think about when he says what it did for me was introduced sexuality into my life that is completely out of control. I was powerless in the situation. I had no agency in the situation. Sexuality was introduced to me in a scary way where I had no control. My interest then went to, I want control in this situation sexually. And I think that's really important. And this is what happens when people are um, introduced to sex in too early. When people are introduced to sex in an unhealthy way. We know the Bible says that sex is between um, a married couple. We know that. We know that sex is meant for marriage. We know that. It's in the Bible. It's laid out. Have many of us stumbled? Absolutely. Have some of us had things happen to us? That's not our fault. Army Hammer, perfect example. His youth pastor sexually abusing him? Not his fault. Um, but this is what happens it escalates when you're introduced too early and i think if we can try to work on preventing that uh if we can work on okay he's introduced to the sex in a very inappropriate way outside of the marriage confines that's how he's introduced to sex okay let's get him the help he needs and let's talk about sex in the healthy way and help him understand that sex is not about control. It's not about control. It's about the other person. Um, I'm not an expert on sex by any means. So maybe we can have someone come on and like discuss this in more in more depth. Oh, I wish Melanie was here. She could discuss it a little bit more because, you know, she's married. Um, but sex is not about control it's about the other person like you're the whole time you're supposed to be thinking about the other person your spouse within the marriage woman your husband um husband your wife so that's that's what sex is when you're introduced to it 
so early in such a terrible way, it does mess with your brain. And I think that's why we have so many issues in this generation of people who are, I mean, I was reading an article, and this was maybe like two or three years ago, and it was saying that like, quote unquote, vanilla sex, so just regular sex, um, is out. And what's called vanilla sex now is like tying your spouse up, like bondage. Like it's just keeps escalating, escalating because sex is being introduced inappropriately. This is actually a good segue. If you haven't already listened to it, you should listen to the last episode with the last guest I have because she is um, working on the curriculum. She already has a curriculum and they're just working to improve it even more um, about how to talk about sex and like these issues about suicide. Because think about, I mean, how all of this is connected, things like that from a healthy Christian age appropriate way, because that's what's going to fix this. That's how we're going to get um, out of this. And I just, I really want to share this story because I think that it makes complete and total sense, but we don't, we're not discussing that. We're just thinking, oh, this person has, and when, I want to add, I'm not making excuses for his behavior. Once again, I don't really know much about that other than what's in the article um, and what I've like heard through the grapevine. I'm like, he's making excuses for his behavior. I'm giving it, it's a great explanation because sometimes you want to know like, why did X, Y, and Z happen? Is this explanation when um, other people are abusive, when, you know, things escalate in an inappropriate way it can all go back to like how they were introduced to sex and if you don't get that fixed if you don't get that worked on if you don't get someone who can um help you work through that it can be very detrimental to your mental health i mean you can end up hurting someone like this is not a joke you can hurt someone um so yeah so for this, if you're listening, my question is, what do you think, how, how do you think we should introduce, no, let me come back. Let me think about a question for this, because this, this is honestly just something that a more discussion in the sense of like, I really wanted to talk, like bring attention to this, bring awareness. Like this is the, like not the correct correlate, but this makes sense. This all tracks. You were abused inappropriately sexually at a young age and it formed the way you consider sex. Now you're older, you have power, you are in control. You want to continue to, you want to have control because you didn't have control before. This all tracks and it's sad and it's something that we need to we need a fix. We need to be on top of this. I think, and you know, listening, if you have kids that are young and you notice that they are all of a sudden sexually active or it's going in that direction, I would seriously consider talking, having a conversation about abuse, having a conversation about like, how did this happen? Like, did you do this intention? Like, I, I think that's important. I think that's, that's the truth. Cause I, I I think 13 is young, but I know statistically, I think they say it's as young as like 10, maybe, which is crazy to me. I crazy. Absolutely crazy. I think my first crush was when I was 10. Other than like a, you know, a celebrity, but like my first crush, I think in real life was like the fifth grade. I remember his name. I won't say it, but I remember him. Okay. Next thing. The next story is brought to you by American Woman Beauty. They have beauty products for the free thinking woman. You can join the beauty revolution. They were founded on the idea that all men, women, and children deserve high quality beauty grooming and hygiene products that are made in the U.S. You can listen to episode 180 where I interview the founder. You can head over to www.americanwoman.com womanbeauty.net and you can use the code MAL15 to get 15% off your purchase. Okay, next door. Um, this is also brought to you by Variety. Um, Pen Baglia goes deeper on swearing off racy you scenes that as oh you scenes and then quote <laughs> that aspect of Hollywood has been very disturbing. Pam Baglia has been in the headlines recently, and not only because part one of the fourth season dropped on February 9th. I have not seen it yet, so please do not comment anything that's happened. Do not ruin it for me. I have not gotten a chance to sit down and watch it. 
On his podcast, Pod Crush Last Week, Baglia talked about his strong dislike for filming intimate scenes, and the internet exploded with thoughts about his remarks. He also said that he shared his feelings with Sarah Gamble, the U showrunner, ahead of the season. In turn, he said Gamble had a really positive response and then came back with phenomenal reduction for season four. Fantastic. I I would, as his wife, not that I'm his wife, but like, as his wife, if, if I were his wife, that's probably what I should have said. Yeah, secretly, I'm um, Pam Bagley's wife. But if I was his wife, I would feel so, like, honored. Like, wow, he's taking this very seriously. And I'm sure this is something that they discuss. I do think it would be very hard to be married to someone who is having sex scenes, lots of sex scenes in a show. I will be honest, though, I don't think I would that type of person would mesh well with me anyway i just there's so many shows out now that have such unnecessary sex scenes that do not do anything to the plot the show's not on anymore but i started noticing it with the show how to get away with murder so many sex scenes i'm like fast forwarding because like personally i just don't like to see that no judgment to those who do i just don't like to see that and I'm fast forwarding and then like I have to go back and then like sometimes they'll like tell sometimes they have absolutely nothing to do with the plot and then sometimes they'll like right at the end of the scene they'll like tell an important thing that you gotta hear and it's like oh my goodness like why do we have this it doesn't nine times out of ten it adds nothing to the plot I can't even to be honest it to me it if you want to show like Okay, it could add to the plot in the sense of, like, you need to know that these people are hooking up. These people are, you know, cheating on their spouses. All you have to do is just close the door or, like, do the zoom in from the bed type thing. Like, that's fine with me, but I know that sex sells, so they're not going to do that. So I really respect him for saying something. And I think it's amazing the showrunner didn't go, you're fired. Like, the showrunner was like, okay, let's see what we can do. I think that's great. I hope this is, like... Uh, going to be a trend now. We're going to see less sex scenes in shows. For example, you guys know I've talked about this. I want to like Euphoria. I do. I like the vibe of the show. I don't know anyone who has struggled with drug addiction, so I would love to watch it depicted on a show. And um, people are saying it's fairly realistic. I would love to watch that. Um, I can't do the sex scenes. I'm sorry. It's too many, and they're supposed to be in high school. It makes me very uncomfortable. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. I can't do it. Um, there's other shows that, like, I have to fast forward or, like, you know, half the episode is this scene, but it's really good writing, which is why I really, like, we gotta start having our own entertainment. And I don't mean, uh, movies about, like, what, what is it, Daily Wire? They've done, like, the Western movie, blah, boring, for me, if you like it, that's fine. For me, blah, boring. And then a movie about a school shooting, like, who thought of that? That was crazy. Um, no, I'm not watching that. That's, that happens, unfortunately, in real life. Movies are escapism. Like, why can't they just make, let me tell you, if I had the money, the time, and the energy, I would love to redo the bold type and make it less, like, I don't say less woke, because I'm kind of starting to, like, hey, that's so woke. I'm starting to be annoyed with that. To make it more, maybe, relatable, because I think it's such a good show and I love the idea of it. Um, not more relatable. I mean, they did a decent job. What it was, they had, they did have people with different ideologies, but, and I guess you gotta do it for shows. But like, for example, like the Republican girl, there was a uh, girl who liked shooting because she did skeet shooting in uh, high school or something like that. They were such exaggerated characters that it just, was like oof but i guess you kind of have to do that though realistically you have to do that to keep the people coming back to keep it funky and fresh but no um so yeah so i i love that idea good for pit good for the showrunner good for us the viewer cannot wait to see this new season that makes me honestly more excited to see the new season and good for the wife i know she feels good all right last story and it's a weird science one. And this one is brought to you by Garnu, a girls only organic tampon brand. Use the code other girls to get other girls 10 to get 10% off. 
Okay, this is brought to you by Women's Health. And I think I've heard people talk about this, um, but I think this is this is something that we should be discussing. Okay, Women's Health Mag. Suggestion to use brain stem dead women's bodies for surrogate pregnancies sparks huge backlash. Here is what has been going on with the discussion. Columbia's Medical Association has apologized after being accused of endorsing a controversial idea that the bodies of brain stem dead women could be used to carry surrogate pregnancies, reports the Telegraph. The Columbian Medical College published an article which focused on, I'm sorry, the Columbian Medical College published an article which focused on a November 2022 paper from Norwegian philosophy professor Anna, I cannot pronounce her last name, and whence she argues that using the uteruses of women who previously gave consent but are now clinically brain dead to carry surrogate pregnancies to full term, quote, deserves serious considerations, end quote, and might be thought of in the same way as organ donation. Where did this idea come from? Anna, who works for the University of Oslo, refers to this idea as, quote, whole body gestational donation, or WBGD a concept first proposed by an Israeli researcher in 2000. In the abstract of her paper, which was published in the journal, Theoretical Medicine and Biophysicist, Bioethics, I'm sorry, the journal, Theoretical Medicine and Bioethics, Anna writes, quote, it seems plausible that some people will be prepared to consider donating their whole bodies for gestational purposes, just as, some people donate parts of their bodies for organ donation. We already know that pregnancies can be successfully carried to term in brain-dead women. There is no obvious medical reason why initiating such pregnancies would not be possible, end quote. The bodies of brain-stem women, the bodies of brain-stem dead women would need to be kept functionally alive using a ventilator, something Anna recognizes as a disturbing prospect and one which involves treating the patient's dead body as a means to an end rather than an end in itself. This, however, she argues, is already part of our existing process to donate organs from a dead person to an alive one. That's absolutely insane. Um, and let me, this is what I think, this goes to the idea of not understanding the dignity of every human, the, you know, scientifically. So that's why they have an ethics portion <laughs> because scientifically we can do anything. To, I mean, if you just believe that we're just like meat bags that were here, plate that were just placed here randomly, you can do anything to us. Like, why not? Why not chop someone's head off and, you know, sew it on someone else's and see what happens. If that's your whole philosophy, if you just like, we're just here by happenstance, we're just meat bags. We don't have a soul. Who cares? Sure. Make go. That makes plenty of sense. Go about that logically. But to understand that we are human beings that have a soul, that have a spirit, that um, we're placed here for a purpose, that um, have dignity, that every human life has value, um, just using a brain-dead woman for a cool experiment um, for surrogacy, I mean, we can talk about the issues of surrogacy in a second, but like just using a woman, like that is so ethically, morally wrong. It's disgusting. I think half of me is like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that people would think of this. And the other half of me is like, no, I mean, if once again, like if you just think we're just meatless sacks, I just happen to be here without a soul. It tracks. Sure. Why not? Why not, you know, cut someone's toe off and sew on someone else's toe and see if they can walk the same. Why not, uh, you know, use someone's body for this, use someone's body for that. I mean, that's kind of what Hitler and his people did, right? They just use people's bodies. Let's just see. This is what happens when you don't have um, that moral background, that background that you get from the Bible. Um, 
and I'm saying the Bible because that is the philosophy. That is what I believe. That is, I believe the Bible is inerrant. I believe that that's, this is the truth. That's what you get from the Bible. You get from the Bible that humans are, have value. They have dignity. Like you can't just throw around, well, this person's body is just, you know, she's not really there. She's brain dead. So let's just pop something in there. Like how evil, disgusting, unethical, and it just goes to show, like, this is what happens if you don't have that back and if you don't have that foundation, if you can't view, if you just view human life as just people, just not even people, just meat sacks, blah, blah, blah. They're just, we're just here coincidentally. So let's just do what we can while we're here. This is the natural progression. And using their bodies as like surrogates, I mean, we can do a whole episode about like, some of the dangers and some of the negatives about surrogacy but you know if you, i'm sure you guys have heard episodes with katie faust and how she talks about like how ripping a child from their mother is so uh right away is like emotionally damaging and like um you can have like lasting effects psychologically you this is a body you've been in okay think about this though you know, I have not done research on what exactly brain dead entails. I'm assuming that your brain is no longer working. You're on a ventilator and like your heart there. I'm assuming like they're having machines do your organs, but like, I don't, I don't know. I wonder if your soul is still there. Um, or I, I'm, I don't know. I'm the assumption I'm going to make. You guys let me know what you think. The assumption I'm going to make is that your soul has already left and passed on to either heaven or hell. And imagine a baby being born in a body without a soul, without like a motherly, tender pat, without like hearing your biological mother's voice, without like feeling, you know, having that biological connection, that is insane. I don't know. Once again, I don't know enough about being brain dead, what all that entails, not a medical person. But if you do, please comment below. Let me know. Um, what do you think about that? Um, if you do know, like, tell me, this has someone's soul passed on? But I guess realistically, we don't know. Um, and I wonder, well, no, that's if you're in a coma. I guess if you're brain dead, then that's it. If you're brain dead, I wonder, well, no, because you have a ventilator. I don't know. Anyway, you guys, that's crazy. And this, once again, goes to the, goes back to the idea of like, we, it's so important for us, <laughs> listen to the past episode uh, with, Katie about from the organization worth it um this goes to why every human is valuable why we need to care about the dignity of all humans which is why we have ethics which praying to god it doesn't get worse but this is why all of this is so important it's so crucial for us to be aware that and for us to walk in that in our everyday life for us to be able to care and show love to people in our everyday life in however way that is appropriate i was gonna give an examples can't think of an example right away but you know in every way that is appropriate giving love and care to someone like showing people dignity that is why the bible is so essential the bible is such like Putting up my phone like it's the Bible. I mean, there is the Bible on here, Bible app. Um, the Bible is so essential. I, I posted this on the Those of the Girls page a couple days ago. By the time you hear this, about how the Bible can help against any human rights abuse. Without this um, radical idea that each human is valuable, that we're not just these things that can be used and like by all means necessary. By having that radical idea we are able to treat people in a kind ethical way we are able to move forward okay you know what maybe actually i can't think of why i'm gonna say maybe someone can't 
you know, get pregnant for whatever reason. Um, I'm not going to get into that. But, like, <laughs> there's alternatives to trying to figure not even, I just, this is just the thought that popped in my head. Do we even need to know this? Do we need to know if a baby can survive through a brain dead mother as a surrogate? What would be the purpose of knowing that? Do we need to know if someone's head sewn into another body, if it still works? What would be the purpose of knowing that? That doesn't help us. (laughs) So, but we learn this, you're able to live this out with the backing of the Bible. Um, so yeah, that's weird. You guys, let me know. Do you think that this that this will be the question on the Spotify and the YouTube? Do you think that um, using brain dead women as surrogates is ethical? Is that a direction that you know what? I think we can all say it's not ethical. <laughs> but is that a, the question? Is is using brain dead surrogates the direction we need to start moving in? for women who are struggling getting pregnant? That's the question. Um, and I'm it's obviously not ethical. And honestly, it obviously goes against the moral backing of the Bible. But if you think that it's okay, I would love to hear your argument. Um, not even trying to be cheeky or silly or funny. I would love to hear like why you would think that's okay. Um, so comment below. Um, answer this with a Spotify. Let me know. If you enjoyed this episode, Please make sure you rate, subscribe, um, follow, comment, do all the things on whatever platform you're listening to, and most importantly, share with your friends. I think this is a fabulous episode to share if your friends are not very political, but they are Christian. Um, has some a little bit of Christian ethics sprinkled in in here. Um, so yeah. Anything else? Any other announcement? I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited to for you guys to join the tea party. I'm excited to see everyone. It's going to be April 15th from 2 to 4. I'll have it all linked and everything ready. If you go to the website, thegirls.com slash events, it is the event we have coming up. And I'm just so excited um, for this to happen. I'm so excited to see you guys. I'm so excited to have, uh, you know, all the surprises. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fabulous. Okay. You guys have a good rest of the day, night, evening, however, wherever you're listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at those other girls podcast and on twitter at tog underscore podcast those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values